Hi, I'm Holly Cates, personal stylist and style coach extraordinaire. Hi, I'm Nolan Meter, celebrity stylist, shopping messiah, and accessory addict. We are the best friends that you never knew that you needed. We are the industry insiders and fashion's odd couple. In both of our everyday lives and at industry events, we see the best and unfortunately the worst in clothing and style. We are fashion partners in crime dedicated to stopping the most heinous of all fashion crimes on the street, the runways, and beyond. Join us as we take you inside our world, spilling the secrets of our experiences in the industry and inside our minds, judging people in the most loving way possible most of the time, and stopping fashion criminals dead in their crocs. It's more important than just the do's and don'ts. Jump on the Hot Mess Express as we teach you how to be your best and most stylish self. Hey, 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 what's the haps? How's it going? What up? This is Holly Katz, your favorite personal stylist. And you know what? I'm coming to you with a second episode of my little baby mini series talking about all the things, personal styling, closet cleanouts, shopping trips, what's in, what's out, what I've been up to, some client stories, answering fan questions to see what you guys want to know. And to help you out a little bit, I want to throw you a bone. I want to figure out some solutions to all the emails I've been getting about these specific subjects. And of course, as always, I appreciate you tuning in to the Fashion Crimes Podcast, being a fashion insider. I really appreciate it. Thanks for doing me a solid. Make sure you leave us a review, a five-star review, of course, and sign up for our newsletter. That would be amazeballs. I am here today to help you out. And of course, I'm the only Holly you need to know. So let's get right to it. The first question that I have been getting lately, quite a few times actually, is how does a closet clean out work? What does it entail? Are you going to throw all my stuff away? What is going to happen and how am I going to handle this? I thought this was a good question because when I say closet clean out, people emotionally, emotionally shut down. And some people throw themselves over the railroad tracks and they're like, oh my God, do me. I should have done this five years ago. And other people are like, I know I need this, but I really don't want you to throw my stuff away or tell me I have terrible style or tell me I have to spend X amount of dollars on a new wardrobe. These are all normal fears. But I want to go over, there are three kinds of closet cleanouts that I do and three types of people that I usually see. So where do you fit in in uh, this little lineup? The first one is the over shopper. In this closet, there are things still with the tags on it, a ton of things with the tags on it. It's overflowing, shit's everywhere. It's super messy, unorganized. You don't know where anything is. You don't know what fits. You don't know what sizes you have, or you have a huge size range. And there's no systems in place. I just want to start out by saying that clothes are energy. Your clothes have to come back from the laundry or the dry cleaners ready to present themselves to you for the next time you get dressed. You would think that would be common sense, but a lot of people really give up and drop the ball when it comes to this. When I talk about systems, a lot of people just float around. And sometimes they get to the laundry and then sometimes they don't or their dry cleaning piles up for like a month and then they're spending $250 at the dry cleaners. It's important to really stay on top of these kinds of things. I understand if you have a big family, it's a lot easier said than done, but you cannot blame 
people in your family for not doing the laundry. It's up to you to be in control of your own clothes, whether you share that with your partner, whether you do your kids' laundry or they do their own laundry. It's got to be done and it can't sit around and wait for someone to do it. There's either no laundry system or, like I said, there's no way for your clothes to come back and take care of you. Someone that I had a few weeks ago, not only was her closet such chaos, I mean, it looked like a bomb had went off in there, but all of her clothes were in laundry baskets on the floor. And she was literally living out of the laundry baskets because, again, I understand it's too much. When you let it get to that point, it's just too much for you to have to go through it, sort it, figure out what socks match. I mean, you're just deep in the hole. It's just unacceptable. As a grown person, you have to do your laundry or figure out how it's going to get done. And you've got to put your stuff back where it belongs so you can see what you have. If you're just washing it (laughs) and then leaving it there and hoping to God you can find something clean, it's just not a good way to get dressed. I mean, my last client with the stuff in the laundry baskets, honestly, it was just crazy. She had an entire bin full of socks that were unmatched. And I don't mean like a tiny little box. I mean like a straight up storage bin that she kept her socks in and she would just dig through there to try to find a matching pair of socks or What's even worse, she would just grab two socks and they didn't match, which is my biggest pet peeve on the planet. If you're a grown-ass person, you need to wash your socks, match them, and put them back into the drawer. Just my little soapbox rant here. The second closet clean-out is definitely the streamliner. The streamlining person, they think they're so on top of it because they own very little or nothing. It's just amazing to me how people can go through life with a job, have six pair of pants, four shirts, and three pairs of shoes. It's a little bit of a defense mechanism just because, you know, they have to emotionally shut down because they have no idea what to buy. So they're just not going to do it and they're not going to buy anything. Obviously, this is a very easy closet clean out. And Sometimes I skip right over that because I go to someone's house and I'm like, you don't have anything. There's nothing to get rid of. And we usually go straight to the shopping. When you don't have enough clothes, you're actually doing yourself a disservice by staying safe in your little bubble because shopping is just too hard. People like this go through life with the bare minimum. And then the minute that something comes up that's really important, like, an event, a job interview, or a situation where they actually have to be dressed, they panic and they scrounge at the last minute. This actually makes things worse because the pressure is on for them to find something great when you haven't built up a wardrobe to know exactly what to shop for. So it's actually the blind leading the blind. You don't really own that much. And then panic button, somebody dies or you have to go to a wedding or you get a job interview, or, 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 and then you try to go into the store to navigate when you haven't shopped in God knows how long. Then it's really hard. That makes things even harder. Streamlining is actually good. It's less is always more, always more. 
However, if you really don't have much, then you're just in your safe little bubble, right? Like I said before, and then it's important for you to grow and to change and evolve and try new things. If you like a certain thing, you should see what else they have. That's an easy way to say, hey, you know, I wear a lot of t-shirts. I'm usually wearing this brand. Let me see what other styles they have. That's a really easy way to sort of jump and take baby steps, really, really tiny baby steps when you feel like you just don't have that much to wear or you're not comfortable with a whole lot of clothes. I want to talk about another misconception that streamlined people always ask about, which is the capsule wardrobe. A capsule wardrobe is about 15 to 20 pieces that you can mix and match and wear together. I honestly don't buy in the concept because people are trying to sell you a package of clothes and you're good. It's just not that cut and dry, especially when they only come from one specific company. I just think that's a very outdated term, the word capsule wardrobe. And if you want less, that's awesome. But you need to have better quality things and not a bunch of cheap crap that you think you're better because you have less, but you really have cheap stuff that's not taking you through. And then you have to buy more cheap stuff. Again, the Streamliner, there's pros and cons. It's great because they throw away and they purge, but then they don't buy anything new and they don't replace it. Had a couple of those people lately. When you have no style, (laughs) which is a lot of people who are streamlined, they just wear whatever they can to get by. They don't know what they like. They don't know what they don't like. And you have to develop a style regardless of what you still have to start at the beginning. Start with organizing what you do have and keep like with like. Figure out what you want more of. Do you need more jeans? Would you maybe try to like a new, try a new shoe or something like that? There's a lot of ways to take baby steps. So you really can start slow and you don't feel overwhelmed like you have too many items. The last kind of closet clean out is the person who is absolutely in denial. It can be a queen of denial. It can be a king of denial. This person is absolutely stuck in a style rut. They have a financial block and they're not willing to part with things or change or evolve. This can happen at any age, any gender, any economic bracket. And this is where I get a lot of tears. If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. Your style should be evolving with your age. Period, exclamation point, end of sentence. It's just not acceptable to wear the same clothes for 15, 20, 25 years. I don't care if you're the same size. I don't care. You should not, or your partner should not be wearing the same clothes from 10, 15, 20 years ago. If you think you're saving money, your image is holding you back. Believe me, I'm not telling you to go out and buy a $3,000 bag. There's a big difference here. I love to work with people to help you keep the best of the best so you do not get confused when you're trying to get dressed. And when you have a financial block, when it comes to style, you stop yourself from evolving because you're so afraid to waste or spend money that is unnecessary. 
even though this is a very valid concern, I definitely educate you on where to skimp depending on what your lifestyle is. You might not need expensive clothes. You might need to spend more money here and less money there. You can definitely skimp in other areas like jewelry or accessories. And we put the money of your budget where it belongs, which is in the fit and the construction of the garment. There is a reason why one pair of pants is $30 and another pair of pants is $300. The reason for that is garment construction, fabric, and fit. You really, really get what you pay for. Is a $300 pair of pants right for you? Maybe it is, maybe it's not, but there is a reason why things cost more. You only should keep what serves you and not be fear-based and afraid to get rid of things. Some common excuses I get, let's just say, are, you know, I spent a lot of money on that. Again, completely valid. But have you gotten your money's worth? Have you worn the shit out of this? Has it carried you from season to season? Is it time for it to go? Is it beat down? You still might like something, but if it's already served you, it's time for it to go. Another big one is it was my mom's. It was my dad's. It was my grandmother's. It was this. It was that. I want to say something about people who have passed on. You are not serving them by keeping things that don't serve you. If you have a lot of your mother's or your sister's or someone very near and dear to you, if you have a lot of their items and you are afraid or sad to let them go or you feel guilty, it is a very valid concern. But again, it's holding you back. You are not doing this person a favor or honoring their memory by keeping excess items that are in your way. If someone dies and gives you a lot of jewelry, you keep what you want to keep and then the rest should move on. There is a lot of gray area in this subject, but the last person I worked with had a very hard time of letting go. And what we did let go of, she felt really, really good about it because she had held on to it for so long. And then she realized it was actually making her more sad than bringing her joy because she loved having the things that her mother had left her. But it was also reminding her every single day that she was gone and she could not get past that and did not know how to move on from that. Again, it's a very touchy subject, but you're not serving their memory or honoring their memory by having a bunch of excess junk hanging around that you feel guilty of getting rid of. The same goes for things that you want to give to other people. Do not give your stuff to other people unless they specifically ask for it. No one wants your stuff. I have to tell this a lot to people who are tight on money or people who are afraid to let things go or they don't want it to go to waste. It actually blocks your energy to accept things that you do not want from other people because you are afraid of hurting their feelings or giving your crap to someone else 
because you feel guilty and you want somebody else to use it. I do a lot of coaching with, well, I want to give this to my sister. Well, I'm going to give this to my dad. Well, no, they don't want it. They don't want your stuff. I had another customer call me the other day and was talking about, was this size? I have all these gorgeous clothes and now I'm this size and I don't know what to do with all these clothes. I might be that size again. Well, guess what, honey? You're not that size now. And what you're doing is you're blocking yourself from ever being free of those items that do not serve you anymore. There are hundreds of charities, groups, refugees, men and women coming out of prison, coming back into the workforce, people that are homeless, homeless teenagers, new moms that are coming to this country or being able to finally get on their feet that need clothes, that these are the people that you could be serving without even knowing it. I'd rather you give your stuff that you love, that you just can't wear anymore, or that's not your size, or that you really want to help someone else. That is a great way to feel good about giving your stuff away. And it's a tax write-off. Keeping things because they might come back in style again is another big no-no. The fashion cycle runs on 20 years. Whatever was popular 20, 25 years ago, that's popular again now. As we see in the trends right now, the 90s, things we wore in high school, that's really hot. That's fine. But I'm not going to keep my shit from 20 years ago because it might be back in style again. Again, that's holding you back. The only exception I make is when People want to give or save their maternity clothes and give them to someone else in their family or a friend. That is the only thing that I will actually let you keep and put together so you can give that to someone else. That is an acceptable donation. When stuff goes into the attic, it stays in the attic. If you've run 600 races and you have a t-shirt from every race and you want to keep those t-shirts... Okay, but again, you're going to go through that box in five years and be like, oh, those are all my race t-shirts. You've already run the race. You already have had the memories. It's time to let it go. Unless you're going to make a quilt or do something creative and also don't keep that stuff because think you might do a project with it one day. That's another thing that I finally can get people to get let go of. Well, I was going to make a scrapbook. Well, I was going to do this and I was going to take this jewelry and I was going to make that. It never happens. It's great intentions, but it never, ever happens. When you have a lot of the same thing, like when I work with people who are really active and they have a lot of sporting clothes, like ski stuff and bike stuff and hiking stuff and camping gear and all that kind of stuff, that's fine. We just, again, need to keep the best of the best. You have to figure out what to keep and then pitch the rest. All in all, style does not have to be scary. Style and fashion does not have to be fear-based. You know what you don't know, but you also don't know what you don't know. That's okay. That's where I come in. When you get help with the areas that you do not know how to get out of or move forward, you just don't realize how much energy that you're shaking up and changing up for new and exciting things to come into your life. When your closet is ready, when you're like, Yo, somebody, this happens, this happens, this happens. I'm good to go. I got a dress for this. I got a suit for that. I got this. I got that. We're going on vacation. I'm ready. 
not everyone is there, but you can slowly work up to that point by, again, taking very small steps on what you need the most. Sometimes it's undergarments. Sometimes people don't spend money and they wear the same undergarments over and over and over again until they fall apart. You should not be wearing shoes until they have holes in them. You should not be wearing clothes until they fall apart. It's great when you love something to death, but you should also be replenishing every few months. And there's so many ways to do that very cost effectively. So your wardrobe keeps rotating. You got to know what's in there. You got to know what's in your closet. It cannot be a dumping ground for storage, for your kids stuff, for stuff you don't know what to do with. Oh, we went to China and we got these things and I thought we were going to put them out, but we never did. And they're here. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. But honestly, the first step is awareness. If you know you need a closet clean out, if you don't know where to start, the first thing you can do is start by changing all the hangers. I am a huge advocate for velvet slimline hangers. No wire hangers, no plastic tube hangers, no wooden hangers, especially wooden hangers. The velvet slimline hangers save you the most room and they keep your clothes hanging the way they should be hanging for the love of God. They should pay me. I get these people to buy these type of hangers because they work the best, both for men and women. They work for pantsuits. They work for jackets. They work for coats in the coat closet. They're the best hanger you can possibly buy. And I promise you, they will save you space. That is the very first thing you can do. The second thing you can do is get your systems in place. Who is doing the laundry? Well, my daughter's supposed to be doing it. Well, she ain't doing it. Or if you're doing it, then how are the clothes coming back to you? Is that a block for you? If you got your systems in place, you can start by hanging like with like. All your short sleeve, all your long sleeve, all your tanks, jackets, skirts, slacks, et cetera, so forth and so on. Everything in your closet should be hung together like with like. I do not endorse color coding your clothes. It does not work for me. I do not teach that. I don't tell my clients to do that. I have never worked with anyone who color coded their clothes. I know some people love it. I don't do that. Like goes with like. Another thing you can do is take your shoes out of the shoe boxes. You are not saving time. You are not saving space by keeping your shoes in shoe boxes. You cannot see them and you don't know what they are and they stay in the box. Again, they're energy. They need to be out so you can see them. If you have a lot of bags or if you change your bag pretty often, again, keep the best of the best. Make sure you have the proper storage for that. Are you hanging all your bags on the back of the door and you can't even close the door? That's a problem. That's too much. Are you a hat person and you have millions of hats everywhere and they're hanging all over the wall? It's too much. Keep the best of the best. I have people that have hat addictions. They have baseball hats and visors and fedora hats and summer hats and winter hats and berets. And there's a lot of accessorizing going on. Same thing with jewelry. You got to clean out your jewelry. 
especially if someone wears a lot of costume jewelry. I'm not talking about your real. I'm talking about costume. If you're buying a lot of costume jewelry and you think it's funny, you love to accessorize, keep the best of the best. You don't know where to start. Get some Ziploc bags and start putting your necklaces and your rings and your earrings by pairs in little baggies and you donate that. If you need a list of charities or some ideas of where to donate, please do not hesitate to reach out to me. I'm happy to give you my favorite charities that I love that are near and dear to my heart. But again, if you're ready for a closet clean out, you can do it yourself. You can call in a professional like me, but understand that is the first step to getting you back and getting your style back. My name is Holly Cates. I am your favorite personal stylist, always here with style tips and tricks, trying to throw you a bone, helping you out. I want you to look fabulous. I need you to help me out. Write me a review. Follow us on Instagram. Make sure you let us know how you're doing, what you need, and what you want to hear about. This has been the Fashion Crimes Podcast, and we are out.